until such time as we can do something that would be uh, different, like quotas, perhaps, so that our industry is protected. We are not going to allow our steel industry to disappear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do you buy it? <laughs> not so sure about that, because we got a deal. It's good to have a deal, but is it a good deal? They're very different things. And I think it's too early to say. I think the good news, yes, we have stability in this country. That is a good thing. Our auto industry, secure, a good thing. But this, uh, you know, this trillion-dollar deal, you know, it does hit certain sectors depending on where you are. Sure, we're going to see cheaper cheese and milk, which is great. American dairy farmers will be very happy because they're going to have more access to our markets. So it's good, you know, especially if you're on a fixed income. You want to get your kids some milk, cheese, that kind of stuff, ice cream. You're going to get that cheaper. If you cross-border shop, you're going to be able to buy more stuff online and bring it on over. Those are, those are good things. But drugs just got a whole lot more expensive. So if you've got pharmacare needs, you'll want to pay attention. But I think it's a small print that makes this deal so important because not everyone's going to be happy. Not the dairy farmers. They're very angry. And if you're in steel and aluminum in this province, and Ontario is the number one supplier of it in this country, today is not being met with the same excited excitement because they're still being tariffed. And they've been getting hit with the tariffs for a few months now. And it doesn't get talked about a lot, but that doesn't mean it's not happening. They're hemorrhaging with losses in the local steel market up to 60 to 70 percent. So we did sign a very, very big trilateral deal. And, you know, what did we get out of it? Because we certainly made major concessions. But what did we get back other than what many are saying is, well, we rewarded protectionism. Let's bring in someone who has been reading the fine print of this deal all day long. We talked about it last week. She did not think we'd have a deal on Friday. And now we have this deal. Let's bring her in. Cindy Tognum Cherniak joins us. She, of course, is a trade lawyer over at Lesage. She joins me now. Cindy, when you read the fine print on this deal, are we better with no deal, deal, or do you like this deal? I can't say that I like the deal. However, um, it's better than no deal. It could have been worse, and it could have been better. Okay. So there are definite losers here, and there are different winners. I think, obviously, the fact that we have some security and stability uh, in our auto sector, that that can't be looked at as a loss. But there are a lot of losers here. And namely, I'm looking at this and saying, how did we, how did we sign a trilateral, trilateral deal with as big of a massive um, issue outstanding as steel and aluminum? Well, the reality of it is, is that any free trade agreement, there are winners and losers. That's the case with every deal. Mm-hmm. However, for this deal, the Canadian steel workers are at the losing end of this particular deal that, because the issue is not resolved. It remains outstanding, and Trump even said today that he's not taking away the tariffs on steel and aluminum. In fact, he said that was the most important thing. for His, his thing was he would not have signed this deal uh, with supply uh, management issues in it. But again, he also said at the end, these aren't going anywhere, but we've got the Canadian government saying, well, we're still working on it. Do you get the sense that that's just all spin? I get the sense that President Trump will continue to use whatever leverage he has mm-hmm. and 
to to obtain additional concessions from Canada, and we've already given up a lot in this new USMCA deal. And he's going to try and extract additional concessions. It's not over yet. Right. So when you hear Donald Trump going on and on about what a win-win this is, sure, it's a win for him. I'm not so sure it's as big a win for Canada, albeit I don't think we're going to see the results for months. But again, we have a number of steel producers in Ontario, Ontario being the biggest um, steel producer in the entire country. And they are not feeling very happy about it today. They are actually, those companies that I've spoken to won't speak publicly, but they're extremely worried. And they should be worried because their issue is is not resolved. They are continue to be a pawn in the negotiations between Canada and the United States and are being used as a pawn by by both countries. So they they shouldn't be happy. Their issue's unresolved, and it should be resolved. Okay, so how do you resolve it then? Because when we spoke to you on Friday, one of your um, considerations was that maybe Trump was trying to choke out the steel producers in Canada altogether. And so what we've seen now with this deal would speak to that. Is that still your feeling? Well, that's still a real possibility that, you know, what his goal is is to have U.S. steel jobs at the expense of Canadian steel jobs. And the longer he keeps the U.S. tariffs in place, the more difficult it is for Canadian steel companies and Canadian steel workers. So there are going to be more Canadian steel workers who are going to be laid off and who are going to lose their jobs for lack of orders um, when we could be supplying steel to the United States because we are not a national security threat to the United States. Okay, and so the other loser in this is dairy, but, um, you know, they'll be covered. So we know that the the government says that they're going to be made whole on this thing. So is the idea now to go and make both the steel industry whole and the dairy industry whole? I mean, we gave up then a lot more than we are admitting to. Well, we haven't heard anything from the Trudeau government about making the steel industry whole based on the uh, tariffs remaining in place for the USMCA. Mm-hmm. However... By the way, I hate the name of the deal. The worst yeah, name of the deal. It reminds me of the village people. Right, except uh, for... <laughs> their song was a lot more catchy. However, uh, but, at some point I'll, I'll learn it um, begrudgingly. But, you know, again, I'll give it back to you. But the reality of it is, is right now the Minister of Finance is working on a report for a Canadian steel safeguard. And we don't really know what's happening there, but we've got a potential safeguard to help the Canadian steel industry from foreign steel. We do have a number of programs that were put in place at the time the U.S. 232 tariffs against steel were put in place and and aluminum as well. So there is some assistance being provided, but it doesn't necessarily help to the greatest extent possible. And what about the suppliers to the steel industry? Um, So the auto parts manufacturers and such? No, to the steel industry. So the scrap manufacturers and electricity and other suppliers to to the steel industry. um, How are they being compensated Mm -hmm. in the current scenario um, of the assistance and the, the safeguards that I expect will will come at some point in time in the not too distant future. So companies like Defasco, you know, um, Stelco, all these big companies, um, they've got a very uncertain future. 
Absolutely. Until the steel issue gets resolved with the United States, they're not able to sell and export in the quantities of steel that they had been exporting this time last year. And I think uh, and I think they've been waiting for today's deadline to kind of get a clearer picture of of what that picture looks like. Well, Trump had said earlier that if Canada enters into a new NAFTA that meets his satisfaction, he would lift these tariffs. Yeah. And now today he's he's got his deal and he's saying, you know, what, I'm, I, I don't plan on lifting the tariffs. Yeah. What's what's so uh, important for him to, to do it? I mean, look, there's there's a lot of politics at play. He needs to look good for the midterms. But, you know, Mr. Trudeau, um, you know, he has to look good to the dairy farmers. And so a lot of of what we're talking about is politics. I don't think what we're getting here is a lot of uh, honesty um, as to what it looks forward to. Um, you know, for Canadian dairy farmers and or steelmakers. And so you look at this deal, and I think a lot of people are saying, okay, it's a good deal, but it's certainly not better than the NAFTA deal. Well, what Trump wanted to do was readjust the trade flows. And so he wanted to sell more U.S. goods into Canada and reduce the amount Canadian businesses sold into the United States. And so this is what he wanted to do with this agreement, and this is what he has done. But we also have to remember, just having the framework of a deal, and I mean, it's a little bit more than a framework, but this stage is just a step in the process. He still needs to get this passed by Congress. We still have to have an agreement tabled in the House of Commons and passed by the House of Commons in the Senate. House of Commons isn't going to be that big of an issue, seeing that there's a liberal majority. But maybe in the Senate, there's going to be a little bit more uh, controversy. Yeah. And in the United States, are, is it going to get passed in the United States as well? Um, will, after the midterms, because it looks as though the vote will be sometime in the new year, you're going to have the new Congress. Right. And are they going to pass the deal, or are they going to um, want things changed? And is President Trump holding on to the steel safeguards as leverage? Yeah, I mean, Chuck Schumer did say he he signaled that he likes the deal. But all that modern stuff, all that progressive, touchy-feely kind of, you know, gender, all that stuff, none of that made its way into this deal. So you got to go back to the initial, why did we open this deal and walk through this door if we got nothing out of it that they wanted? Well, there's a little bit um, of the aboriginal rights in the agreement. Mm-hmm. In, there isn't a whole chapter, but there are pieces in the agreement um, to to fulfill some of the progressive agenda, mm-hmm. but the progressive agenda really didn't go very far. This agreement is really about um, modernizing NAFTA and reopening a free trade agreement to not liberalize, which is the norm. Normally, you open up an agreement for further liberalization. This is the only time it's ever happened where a free trade agreement has been opened up so that there is protectionism. Right. We've actually rewarded protectionism. So, okay, it it goes to my next question. If we were not talking about a Donald Trump and we did this deal, let's say, let's pretend we were doing this deal with a Hillary Clinton and it was this particular deal, this would not have been looked at as a winning deal. I think a lot of people look at this and say, we got a deal done with Trump. Let's just be happy with what we've got. Let's be happy, happy we didn't lose more, is, is what I think most people are saying. But if we had a Hillary Clinton or if we had a, a, another U.S. president, 
we would have a much different deal that's been negotiated. It would have been creating new opportunities for Canadian businesses, for U.S. businesses to trade more with one another, to improve our relationship, to remove some of the irritants in NAFTA that, quite frankly, NAFTA was signed, the Canada-U.S. Free Trade Agreement was signed Mm -hmm. um, many, many years ago. And the marketplace has changed, and there are things that we can do differently and better. And we've missed out on so many of those opportunities. And President Trump's missed out on those opportunities as well. The American public and American businesses have, have lost those opportunities. This is really about reducing trade from Canada into the United States and trying to increase trade from the United States into Canada. And my last question, what we have not done, I don't think, with this deal is make Canada uh, a better place to do business? Who's, who's going to open up a, a steel company in Canada now? Or I, there's no stability as far as who would want to invest here? Oh, a lot of what's in this deal is deliberate um, on President Trump's part so that Canada it would not be the prime choice to open up a new business. For example, in the auto industry, um, if a Japanese company or Korean company or German company wants to open an a, a auto plant in North America, they're more likely to choose the United States rather than Canada because one more plant or two more plants might get us above the threshold in the side agreement. Mm-hmm. So we're really stagnating the growth of the Canadian auto industry and we no longer have this situation where we can tell businesses, come to Canada, set up your manufacturing operations in Canada, because you're going to have access to the North American market. And so long as your, your goods meet the rules of origin, you'll be able to get duty-free entry into the United States. Now, some of these industries, don't, we don't really have that argument anymore mm-hmm. to entice or um, state the advantages of setting up in Canada and hiring Canadian workers. Hey, Canadians back. Canada's back, baby. No? No? Back of the line? Maybe? <laughs> I got to leave it there, Cindy. Thank you. Thank you very much. Have a good night. That is Cindy Togham Cherniak uh, with, um, and I'm sure these lawyers will all go over these deals with a fine tooth comb, but again, it's a deal, just not necessarily a good deal. You know, and I'm already starting to see the headlines in the next few days. I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.